Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I was born in Thailand in a Buddhist family. And I grew up without knowing anything about God. Since I was young, I saw my dad, my mom worship idols. We went to the temple. We worship idols. We give food to the monks. And we try to do everything to be good people. But years after years, when I was growing up, I was getting worse and worse and worse. Even though I tried to observe religious ceremony, what Thai people believe. And I was very selfish. I was very arrogant. I was very self-centered and self-exaltation. Until one day, when I got married with Pastor Da, we came to Seattle for honeymoon. Thank God for Seattle. Not only being a place that I have the church, but it's a place where I heard the gospel clearly the first time. I came to Seattle for a few days for honeymoon. During that period, Somebody share with me that the Bible is the Word of God, and give me many reasons why we believe the Bible is the Word of the Creator. It really inspired me, as a scientist, as a doctor, to go back home to Thailand and learn more about God. So I joined the Bible study for three months, learning about the life of Jesus, with Campus Crusade American Missionary, and eventually. The light dawned on me that there is the God who created the heavens and the earth. And after I studied the Bible, I learned that I was a sinner. I was arrogant. I was very prideful. I was very selfish, and I had a lot of problems. Then I talked to myself. I did not want to go to hell. I did not want to live in sin like this. I want to be a child of God. Therefore, three months later, I decided to give my life to Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. When I saw him in the movie of Campus Crusade, named Jesus, I saw him crucified on the cross. People torture him, spit on him, torture him. He suffered, but on the cross he say, "Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing." That really, that statement really win my heart. And I gave my life to Jesus that night. My life totally turned around. I felt that the burden of my sin was lifted up. I began to walk with God and start to study the Bible. But it took a long time to really understand what God tried to say to me in the Bible. I went to Bible study every week, try to learn and learn and learn, but was still struggling. How to walk with God? Until one day, about two years later, a young doctor came to me. She's about two years younger than me, and told me that, "Doctor, I'm more senior than her. You need the Holy Spirit. You struggle so much. I went to church and fell asleep. I was sitting in the back of the room, couldn't do much. When she said you need the Holy Spirit." I began to read the Book of Acts, and realizes that 
the Holy Spirit was everywhere in the Book of Acts with the apostles and disciples. Then I opened my heart. I said to God, God, if that is the Holy Spirit, could you please fill me up? I want to be like in the Book of Acts, chapter two, when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came down. Then the believers were drunk in the Holy Ghost and were speaking in tongue. So I began to pray and ask God and thank God. God sent a doctor from England. He is a family practice, and he came to preach in the medical society, like a nursing and doctor, Christian nurse and doctor meeting. I went there, and I was sitting in the back, falling asleep, as usual, kind of tired. Until the last meeting on Sunday morning, he called and asked anybody want to accept Christ and receive the Holy Spirit. I and my wife walk out, and then he lay hand on me. Suddenly, I felt like electricity, like a big waterfall came upon my head, and zoom into my heart quickly, and my mouth start to open, and spoke in tongues. Non-stop, for many minutes, and when I opened my eyes, the world looked bright. Woo! Wow! This is different. Wow! It's good to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And after that, I was on fire. After that, I began to preach the gospel, and more people get saved. But then I was struggling. Because it's something missing again. Because my spiritual growth seemed to hit the ceiling for many years, even though I was on fire, studied the Bible. But there's something missing in my life until around 1995, when I began to pray to God, Lord, there's something missing here. I'm a good Christian. I go to church every Sunday. I study the Bible. I preach the word. I take care of the sheep. I am faithful in tithing, but something missing. And the Lord told me to read a book regarding the Holy Spirit, and I began to seek that something is missing. And by 1997, around May, a great evangelist came into town in Portland, and the Lord told me, "Go there and receive something that you never received before." So I went to that meeting in Portland, Oregon. I did not understand what he was talking about because he had a thick accent like me. I hope you understand me. At that time, I didn't care what he said. The only thing I know, I want to receive from God. So, on the last meeting, he called. I ran out to the front, and he lay hand on me. And this time is different. This time is not speaking in tongue, but the Holy Spirit came upon me, and I fell to the ground under the power of God, and I began to get drunk and laugh in the Holy Ghost for half an hour, nonstop. After that day, I began to realize that I miss the communion and the intimacy with the Spirit of the Living God. From that day on, my Christian life has never been the same. From that day on, I keep going up and up and up in my faith, in my understanding, in my relationship with Jesus Christ, in my ministry. Every single week, I'm going up and up and up, since I know how to walk with the fire of the Spirit of the Living God, and that is the reason we have the meeting tonight, because I don't want to keep what I receive to myself. I want to educate you 
to inspire you to understand the importance of the Holy Spirit in the Christian life. I want to encourage you if you are not saved tonight, if you're not a born again Christian, I want to encourage you to give your life to Jesus. Being born in the Sunday school doesn't mean you're born again. Your dad may be a pastor doesn't mean you're born again. You're born again when you give your life to Jesus Christ. Repent of your sin and believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Living God, and He is your Savior. Turn around and give your life to God, to the Lord Jesus Christ, and you are born again. That is the first step. But the next step is to be filled with the Holy Spirit and begin to know more and more and walk with the Spirit of God. Tonight we would like to talk about understanding the personhood of the Holy Spirit. God wants me to share with you about the Holy Spirit. And I will go slowly. If I don't finish the sermon, we continue in the next revival meeting. We just keep on going. This is like a teaching in the Bible school. We're going to teach slowly to make sure you get the message home and you really have faith. It's very important not just to have the head knowledge of the Word of God. People can memorize the Scripture and have head knowledge. But if you don't mix it with faith, that knowledge means nothing to you. Christian faith is the walk of faith. You have the knowledge or the truth from the Bible, and you mix with faith in your heart, and the knowledge and faith come together, bam, dynamite. Bam, power. Some Christians never see power of God because they never develop their faith. So the reason I need to go slowly to get into your spirit, not into your brain, because I want you to walk out of this room with faith. You're going to get it, and you're going to have faith about what I'm going to say tonight. It's so important as a believer to know and to experience the glorious touch of the Holy Spirit. If you study about the life of many great men and women in the body of Christ, Hudson Taylor, Derek Prince, Joyce Meyer, or many, many ministers that have done a lot of great things for God, Moses, Daniel, King David, all these people, all of them had one common thing that happened to their life, is that they encounter God personally. They were touched by the presence of God. And their life turned around and began to do great things for the Lord. That's why I believe the devil doesn't like this meeting. Because some of you are going to be changed forevermore. After you encounter the presence of the Lord, you will never be the same. I know the devil is not happy tonight. I know that the devil will talk to you right now at your chair. Don't go out to be prayed for. Don't be touched by God. This is silly. This is stupid. This is not the way I grew up. This is not my tradition. And I want to tell you, don't listen to the devil. Listen to the word of God. It's so important for all of us to experience the glorious touch of the Holy Spirit. It's so important that we need as a believer to understand who he is. And the more we understand who he is, the more hunger we will have. And then we will receive the touch of the Spirit of God more easily. And suddenly we will fall in love with God. 
and be lost in the presence of God on a daily basis. And we can feel and we can sense the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit every single day. Do you know that I feel the presence of God when I perform the surgery? When I was sitting talking to my patient, I feel the presence of God on my body. I feel the presence of God everywhere. He was leading me, guiding me. In fact, on Wednesday night, I operated on a woman who has one of the most difficult situations. And God, the Holy Spirit, guided me every single step. She has a very thick bone spur that's stuck to the spinal cord. And to get the bone spur out from the spinal cord without damaging her spinal cord is a nightmare, sweating. Because you don't want her to wake up with paralysis. And she is a doctor's wife, medical doctor's wife. So it's been more nervous to me. Because the do- that doctor going to get mad at me if his wife woke up and could not move arms and legs. But the Holy Spirit in the operating room told me exactly, right, left, up, down, this way and that way, until I cut the whole bone spur out, and she woke up doing well, moving all the extremities. We should be led by the Holy Spirit every single day. And how can we be led by the Holy Spirit if we don't even know Him? How can we be led by the Holy Spirit? How can we be touched and filled and sense His presence if we don't even have the passion, have the longing and desire to experience His power and to be in His presence on a daily basis? And that desire or hunger is your own choice. I cannot give that to you. I make my own choice to be hungry. For the presence of God. I make my own choice to have the intimate relationship with the spirit of the living God. And I tell God all the time, God, I see so many miracles in the Bible. The pillar of clouds, the pillar of fire, the building was shaken, the sick healed, demon come out, people on the wheelchair walk, the blind can see. Jesus stopped the wind. Jesus multiplied the food. God, all this happened in the Bible. Where are they today? Where are these miracles today? And I believe with all my heart, if we really know the Holy Spirit and we begin to walk in close proximity, or in deep relationship with the Holy Spirit, we will begin to experience the miracles recorded in this book. Amen. Thank God for the computer. Thank God for the iPad. Thank God for the iPod. But the iPad, the iPod, and the computer cannot heal your cancer. The iPod and the iPad cannot heal your marriage or your broken marriage. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And do you know that the Holy Spirit has a desire to manifest Himself? He wants to show up and manifest himself and his power to those who yearn for his touch upon their life. This is one of the reasons God keeps reminding me that don't build traditional church. What do you mean traditional church? If you train your kids to eat right, sleep right, they will be like that when they grow up. The same thing like church member. If you train your member to come in and sing three hymns and three hers, listen to sermon for 15 minutes, and then everyone sing doxology and leave the place. 
Eventually, you're gonna produce traditional Christian who have no idea what the Holy Spirit is all about, who have no idea about the miracle in the Bible, who have no idea who Jesus is, and eventually they go to church as a tradition and they just go socialize together. They don't have any idea about the full gospel of the Bible because that's how they train in the traditional church. I want to build a church like the Book of Acts. I want the Holy Spirit to have the full reign, to have the full work, the full manifestation, like the book of Acts, like the upper room, like in the Bible. Even in jail, the Holy Spirit show up and Peter walk out of jail. Have you seen that today in America? Might be rare. But you see more in the third world country. Amen? Thank God. We need to build that spiritual thirst We need to build that hunger for the touch and the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit who will come with us every single day with our life. And as we have the spiritual hunger, it's going to cause a siphon effect. You know siphon, S-I-P-H-O-N. Siphon means that you draw water out of a big container and drop down to the gravity and the water keeps going down to the lower one. So when you have that thirsty, that thirst, that hunger, You're going to draw the presence of the Holy Spirit from heaven or from inside of you, draw it out on the outside and fill the room and fill the place and miracles shall happen. It's about spiritual thirst. It's about spiritual hunger of our heart. And God promises in the Bible that he wants to do that to us. In Isaiah chapter 44 verse 3, For I will pour water on the thirsty land. This is our spiritual symbolism. Thirsty land means people who are thirsty for the things of God. Water is the Holy Spirit. And streams on the dry ground. If you feel that you are dry. God, I don't have enough. I'm thirsty. I want more. I'm poor in my spirit. I'm hungry for the things of God. I will pour out my spirit on your offsprings and my blessing on your descendants. Do notice one thing, that the spirit of God always comes with a blessing. Sometimes the blessing means discipline so that you can grow up. The blessing sometimes means difficulties too. You know, when you face difficulty from that the Holy Spirit allows you to go through, don't complain. God is trying to shape your character a little bit. And after that, the financial blessing and other blessing will come. Amen. Sometimes he needs to shape you up a little bit. Some of you a little bit, some of you a lot. <laughs> to let you go through, I have gone through a lot. God wants to shape my character and my attitude so that I can be ready to be used by God. Everyone say with me, God will pour out his spirit. On us, are you thirsty? Are you feeling empty on the inside of you? Those who are thirsty for His presence will be filled to overflowing. So we need to come to God with the hunger and the thirst for the things of God. And if you are yearning for, to know the Lord and to be filled with His presence, then you will begin to walk like the apostles in the early church. Then you will begin to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Then you begin to see miracles on a daily basis. 
when you pray, when you decree, when you say something, miracle happen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I came out from Buddhism. I was a very devout Buddhist, and when I came to Christianity, I don't want to be a five percent Christian. Five percent in my life, and the rest of the world, ninety-five percent the world, five percent Christian. Go to church on Sunday, one hour, get out, and I live like the world. I want to be one thousand percent Christian. I want everything. In this book, to be real in my life, the whole book. I don't want a little, little, little bit. It's interesting. If I want to give you one million dollars, you say yes, give it to me. Right now, write a check for me. But when I say let's give the whole book here to you, you say oh. Questella, <laughs> Sela. Whatever will be, will be. I just have laid back spirit. No, we need to be on fire. We need to be on everything that God wants to give to us. Amen. Hallelujah. We must understand that the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is not a force. He's not an influence. And we need to understand that he is the person, so that we can appropriate and we can receive his work into our life. If we misunderstand the Holy Spirit, we will have a hard time connecting with him because we misunderstand him. The same thing with my wife. In order to be able to communicate with her and understand how she works in the house, yes, dear, yes, honey. In order to understand, I need to know her very well. Is that right? Otherwise, we're gonna crash all the time in the house. The same thing with the Holy Spirit, because He is the person. He has an intellect. He has feelings. He has a will. He is able to perceive what you think. When He looks at you, He say, "I know what you think." He is able to perceive. He is able to communicate because He is a person. And not only that, He is. Able to respond to your request and to your heart desire, because he is a person. Not only that, he is able to give love to you and receive love from you. Do you love the Holy Spirit? Do you know that the Holy Spirit is a person? Do you know that He wants you to love Him? Do you give love to Him, and do you receive love from Him? Because he is a person, the Holy Spirit is a person that he can feel pain. He can be grieved by certain actions that you do. He can be wounded. I mean, wounded heart. He can feel so sorry. Sometimes, when the Holy Spirit work in my life to see somebody really sin against God, I feel the grief of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. So grief. He is a person. But he is not just any person; he is a beautiful, precious, loving, kind, full of grace. He's full of love. He's full of power. He's wonderful. He's the best person to hang out with, 
You will never get bored hanging out with the Holy Spirit. He's the best person to be your friend. He is your intimate friend. We need to be an intimate friend with God, with the Holy Spirit of God. And not only that, we should invite Him to become our constant companion everywhere we go. Whether in the school, at the bus stop, in the bus, driving, on the road, everywhere we go, we should have the Holy Spirit, that person, as our, commun- as our companion and our friend. Why? Because He is the source. Everyone say source. He is the source of God's power. He's the source of every blessing. That heaven promised you. In other words, the person that hand the blessing to you on earth is the Holy Spirit. That is in the book of Galatians, chapter 3, 13 to 14. I don't read for you. The Bible says clearly that the promise of blessing of Abraham through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the person on earth here. He takes charge on earth. He is our advocate on earth. But the church talk about the Holy Spirit very little. And that's why a lot of Christians miss a lot of blessing because they don't know how to walk with this person. Many Christians are confused about the image of the Holy Spirit. They know about his gift. Oh, I have the gift of tongue. I have the gift of prophecy. I have the gift of preaching. I have the gift of interpretation. Blah, 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 blah. They study about the gift, but they forget about studying and knowing and learning about the person. In fact, the word gift of the Holy Spirit is not God give you a gift you put in the pocket and you can pull out to use anytime. Actually, the word the gift of the Holy Spirit is the manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit through your life. What does it mean? You are the glove, he is the hand. He put his hand into us, and when we allow him, we yield to him. He moves. He moves your mouth to speak. He moves your eyes to look. He moves your ear to hear what God say. And then you speak the word of prophecy. It's the manifestation of the Spirit. The hand is moving, and we are the glove, and we just move with the hand. Whatever God is doing, whatever the Holy Spirit is doing, we just move with Him. Don't just study about the gift, but study about Him. And you want to really know Him. You need to pray every single day. The Holy Spirit, Father, let me understand and have the intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. I want to meet Him. I want to be touched by Him. I want to be filled by Him. I want to hear His voice every single day. I want to sense His presence every single day. Because the Holy Spirit is the person. And do you know that the Bible says that the Holy Spirit wants to have communion with you? In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. What does it mean, the fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Fellowship means friendship, means partnership. It means companionship. For example, if you see your friend and you say, how are you doing? 
Let's go out and have dinner together. Let's hang out together and talk and share the idea. That is fellowship. Fellowshipping means spending time, talk back and forth, getting to know each other, walking together, spend time together. And the Bible used the word fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul tried to tell us in the Bible that the Holy Spirit is yearning. Is longing and desiring to fellowship with us 24/7, walking with Him 24/7. When was the last time you heard the voice of the Holy Spirit? When was the last time you tell the Holy Spirit what you think? Maybe the day you accepted Christ 50 years ago, but since then you never talked to the Holy Spirit. But if you talk to him, you fellowship with him. He's not gonna hurt you. He's a good God. He's gonna help you. He's gonna bless you. He's gonna lead you. He's gonna teach you. He's gonna show you the deep things of God in the Bible. He's gonna help you. He's gonna be on your side, helping you to prayer, helping you to do surgery, helping you to make a phone call and talk to your mother-in-law what to say so that she may give inheritance to you. I'm kidding. <laughs> Maybe the, your mother-in-law like you more than her daughter and say, I have a big inheritance, one million dollars. I'd like to give to my son-in-law because you say the right thing that day by the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm just kidding. But it can happen. Amen. He's by your side. He enables you to draw closer to the precious Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He helped you to understand the wonderful love of the Father in heaven. We're going to learn in this class, on and on in the revival service about the Holy Spirit, maybe for a year or longer. From now on, I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit, every revival service. going to learn little by little slowly, so we can understand Him. We need to sense His presence everywhere we go. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 to 10 and 12. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. So in other words, a lot of people don't even have a clue and don't understand the wonderful things that God has prepared for them and want to give them. This is so blinded. It's the ear shut. They don't understand. They live this life in this earth defeated all the time because they don't know the inheritance and the gift and the good things that God prepared for them. But listen carefully. Who's going to show all of us that kind of thing? The things that the Father prepared for us and want to give us. But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. Wow. If you don't know the Holy Spirit, you're going to miss a lot. Is that right? He's your advocate here. He's your helper here. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Verse 12, we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may, everyone listen carefully, we may understand what God has freely given us. I remember a story of a woman who was dying of malnutrition. 
and this woman was lying on the bed, no food to eat, so poor. And the pastor went to visit her, and saw a paper on the wall framed very well. So the pastor asked the permission to look at the paper. And when he looked at the paper, can I read this? The lady said, "Yeah, you can read it." She was really sick, and the paper talked about her old boss that she served for many, many years. And the boss wrote in that paper that I give my house for you to live in until you die, and also prepare a lot of money for you to live until you die. But because the lady did not know how to read. She missed the whole thing until she almost died. The same thing with many Christians. God has the paper in the frame here, the new covenant. He has so many things to give to us, but unfortunately, some of us never read the Bible, so we don't know what belongs to us. The heavenly Father, the richest person in the world, the wonderful Father in heaven, has given a lot to us, and only that some of us. Without knowing the Holy Spirit, when we read the Bible, what? I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on here because they don't allow the Holy Spirit to touch them and show them that we may understand what God has freely given to us and who show us what belong to us here, the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's why the church. Need to welcome the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit want to be our constant companion and mighty helper all the time. Amen. I beg you today. I inspire you today. Actually, I just go to the third page now. I have I plan to preach eleven pages, but Saula, I have to stop soon because of the time. It's only three pages. I want to inspire all of you. From today on, make a decision to learn about the Holy Spirit, to know about Him, and to know Him intimately, and to walk with Him every single day, to be touched by Him, to be filled by Him, to be guided by Him, to be helped by Him. Don't ignore Him. Let Him become your companion. Go with you every single day. Talk to Him. Listen to Him. Because when the Holy Spirit start to move in your life or works in your life, miracles shall happen. He is the God of miracles. He is the God of the supernatural. He can do so many things that you cannot do. We need to understand His personhood. He want to anoint us so that we can have power to serve Him. He wants to give us victory over every temptation. He wants to instruct us in the Word of God and fill us with wisdom and revelation and understanding. He wants to equip us for the ministry. But above all else, he wants or he longs for having a deep, intimate, close fellowship with us and bring us into the deep fellowship. With the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father in heaven, the Holy Spirit is the only person in the world who can help us and show us who Jesus is. 
since I have been in revival and know the Holy Spirit, my spiritual understanding of the Lord Jesus has been deeper than before. Now I know the Father more than before. Not because I'm a great Bible study guy, read the Bible, but because the Holy Spirit revealed to me in my spirit who Jesus is. And now it's hard to explain with your word and with the physical thing. This is spiritual thing that you know somebody inside your spirit who is that person that can help you to know Jesus Christ and know the Father, the Holy Spirit. If you read it carefully, Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. I read one more time. Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The Trinity, Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We need to know all of them. We need to know the Father very well. We need to know the grace of Jesus very well. And tonight we are not talking about grace. It's not a subject of the sermon. But how can we get into that knowledge and understanding and revelation? The only person is the Holy Spirit. Who can lead us to know Jesus Christ and the Father? Let me read one more scripture, and I will end the sermon for the sake of time, because we have so many people to pray for tonight, and we'll continue on December third, the next revival meeting. He, mean the Holy Spirit, will bring glory to me by taking what is mine and making it known to you. Jesus said that. Whatever is in heaven, whatever the knowledge, the revelation, and mystery, and deep things of God, the understanding about God, the understanding about the Lord Jesus Christ, what He did on the cross for us, everything about heaven, everything about what God wants to give us, who will show to us and teach us and reveal to us, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who will take what is of Jesus and making it known to us. That's why the church need to welcome the Holy Spirit fully. The church and our life, we each and every one of us need to give time for the Holy Spirit to touch our life, to speak to us. In fact, revival meeting like this is like a laboratory. It's like a training ground. Many of you don't know how to hook up to the Holy Spirit. Many of you don't know how to listen and to just rest in the presence of God and learn how to hook up with Him. It's hard to do at home because you have to cook, you have to watch dishes, the TV very loud, or sometimes your the dog barks, <laughs> the cat meow meow. So it's hard for you to spend time with God. Unless you're single and stay home by yourself all the time, but even stay home by yourself all the time, many of you are so busy with the computer, YouTube, YouTube, Facebook, YouTube, email. So you don't have time to listen to the Holy Spirit. So even nowadays, the technology and the lifestyle of American Christianity even worse. To be with the Holy Spirit because we have so many Facebook, many friends to answer. Lately, I didn't open Facebook that much anymore because I say I need to pray, I need to read the Bible. I cannot too much Facebook. 
I still read it though. I mean, then people wrote to me, but I don't play with Facebook. I need more time with the Word and with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pray. Amen. So in this meeting, no rush. Just take it easy. Spend time in the presence of God. Learn how to hook up. There is a man named Pastor Lau who already went before you as a forerunner and going to lead you and guide you to run with him to meet the Holy Spirit little by little. The things about the Holy Spirit is like water. You grow from ankle deep to knee deep to waist deep to chest deep and then swim. Some of you may come here first time and you don't know how to hook up to the Holy Spirit. That's okay. Don't judge God by your experience. If you come and you are not touched by God tonight and say, oh no, there's no touch of God. This church lied to me. No, 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 no. Our faith is based on what the Bible says. Not your experience. Amen. Amen. Even I lay hand on the sick and the sick is not healed that day. I'm not going to deny that the healing is true and it's the will of God. Because there's so many factors that people don't get healed. It's not only God factor, our factor too. Maybe God tells us to do something, but we just rebel and rebel and we don't do it. That's why healing never happened. So we need to cooperate with God. So don't go by experience, go by what the Bible says. So tonight, if you don't feel anything, it doesn't mean God is not real. But what you need to do is keep pressing in. Keep seeking until you met Him. Amen? That's why God say, keep knocking, keep seeking, keep asking. One revival service is not going to make you graduate in the area of the Holy Spirit. It took me 10 years to this point. I have to go to the meeting again and again to learn, to plug in, to soak in, to understand more. It takes a long time to understand about the Holy Spirit, really, because we are human beings. We are in the physical realm. He is in the spiritual realm. It's, we have to learn how to hook up to the spiritual realm. Amen? Amen. One testimony. My mentor who teach me about the Holy Spirit has a brother. When my mentor has anointing maybe 100 times more than me, he's so anointed. And his own brother came to work with him in the same church. The brother told me, I listened this to the brother himself. This is not a rumor. The brother told me, Pastor Lau, I got to the prayer line and get laid hand by my brother, older brother, the the pastor is the older brother. The first time, nothing happened. The second time, nothing happened. The third time, nothing happened. The fourth time, nothing happened. You know how many times eventually I got touched by God? 100 times. And this is the brother of the great evangelist who was in the same church and serving the same ministry. And he tried to tell me, sometimes God allowed this to happen to see how hungry you are. Are you going to be the person like that woman? that come to Jesus and say, could you pray for my daughter? And Jesus say, I'm not going to give this bread to the dog. I'm going to give to my children, the Israelites. You are the dog. You are the Gentile. Wow, Jesus offended her. And did she walk away and say, oh, this preacher, this preacher, he offended me. I don't care. My daughter died. She died. It's okay. No, she say, but... I like to be the dog, 
they're going to receive the crumb of your bread under your table. I don't care what you say. I'm hungry. I'm desperate for the healing of my daughter. I want the Holy Spirit. I want the touch of God for my family. And sometimes God offends you by the preacher. I hope I don't. Oh, I offend somebody. <laughs> Not purposefully, but by the Holy Spirit. And God wants to test him whether he's going to seek God or he's going to get offended and walk away. Amen? Are you desperate? I don't know about you. I'm desperate. Because I know I'm weak. I know I'm really limited. I know that I have many, many weaknesses in my life. I need the Holy Spirit. I know that I cannot become a neurosurgeon by my own strength. I know that I need the wisdom of God to help my patient. I know that every time I step up on the stage to preach, I need the Holy Spirit to help me preach. I know that I need to be a good husband by the Holy Spirit. I know that I can talk to my kids with the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, I will destroy them. I don't want my flesh to lead me. I want the Holy Spirit to help me. I don't know about you. I want to be the spiritual man led by the Spirit of the living God. And I want more and more and more. I'm thirsty and hungry. And I want to know Him more. Next year, I'm going to know the Holy Spirit more than this year. Next year, I will have deeper and more intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit than this year. I want to go higher and higher and higher. I don't want to stay the same. I have only one life to live. I have only certain hours to walk on earth here to do the best for Jesus Christ. And when the last day comes to my life and I die, when I meet Jesus, He will say, good and faithful servant, you have done your best. You seek me the best. You are filled with the Holy Spirit the best. You do the best to preach the gospel. And I cannot do the best without the best person. And His name is the Holy Ghost. We need the best person in us with relationship with us so that we can do the best for God. Let's say, He is the best. The Holy Spirit. Amen. The enemy of seeking the Holy Spirit is pride. If you think you can help yourself, I want you to come with me one day to make row in the hospital. And you're going to know that you cannot be prideful. Right now, you may say, you know, I'm fine, I'm young, I'm healthy. My mom give me money, so what? I don't need this stuff. But if you walk in the ICU for one day, see all the patients who got sick, people who are dying, you will know that our life is so vulnerable. Amen. We need the Holy Spirit. Any bad thing can happen anytime. Can you imagine if the Holy Spirit tells you not to drive there because a big truck is going to come and you listen, you miss. But you don't listen, bam! You become polarized. You have brain injury. Become comatose like a vegetable in a nursing home. Just one voice of the Holy Spirit saved your life. That's what I'm talking about. That we need to be humble all the time. Life is unpredictable. So many things out there that you are vulnerable. I'm not trying to threaten you. I try to help you to be humble because life is vulnerable. Don't be prideful. 
Amen. Humble yourself toward the Lord and let Him help you. You don't know everything. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but He knows everything, and He tells you, and He guides you, He protects you. It's wonderful to walk with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, I saved myself from many lawsuits because the Holy Spirit. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. How many people say, "I want to know Him more"? Let me ask this question before I pray for people. How many people say? I know that I am a sinner by nature, and I know that the wages of sin is death. You know, sin doesn't help people. Sin destroys people. When you sin, death reigns in your body, and then you don't have eternal life in you. But thank God, He has the answer. He died for your death, and He paid for your sin, so that you can have life. And have it abundantly, and have it eternally. I want to encourage all of you to seek life and to say, "God, I want to go to heaven after I die. I don't want to go to hell. I want God to forgive me, and I want to start a new life with God." If you say, "I have gone to church," but let me ask this question: Are you really born again? Do you really know Jesus? Or you just go to church as a religion, just know about God of America. But you really know God. You really turn around and have relationship with God. Is Jesus really your God, or just in the bank? In God we trust. Give me, give me that bank, that bill. In God we trust. I like it. No, you need Him in your heart, not on the bill. Amen. Let me ask this question. How many people want to make sure that you are forgiven, you are saved, you have guaranteed ticket to go to heaven? If you are not sure, make sure tonight. If you are those people, can you raise your hand up and say, "I want to be sure I am saved." You want to make sure you are saved tonight. Raise your hand up. Those who don't raise hand, what does it mean? You sure already? You sure you're saved? Amen. Let's pray with me. Follow my prayer, Father in heaven. I want to humble myself before you. I know, Lord, that I am not perfect. I need your forgiveness. Forgiveness. Forgive me, O oh Lord. Forgive me, O oh Lord. Cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I confess with my mouth, I confess with my mouth, and believe in my heart, and believe in my heart that you are the Son of the Living God. That you are the Son of the Living God. You were raised from the dead. You were raised from the dead on the third day. On the third day, you are my Lord. You are my Lord and my Savior. And my Savior, I want to follow you. I want to follow you and serve you. Serve you all the days of my life. All the days of my life, I make this decision tonight. Make this decision tonight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
thank you lord jesus hallelujah <clears throat> we're going to pray for people line by line come with hunger come with yielding with the brokenness of your heart say god i don't want my way but your way touch me and heal me i want to know you more hallelujah thank you lord jesus the first row come up here thank you lord jesus fresh me Fill me with. 
power. Fire! Satisfy my Give me strength to 
trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206 206- 
275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only son. Bring me your tired, you said. Bring me your weak. Bring me your hungry masses. We seek your Your glory.